0: everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for joining me today. This is Off the Bench, episode number 984. This is Friday, August 21st. This is Meet My Friend Friday, and you guys know I have a passion to bring men and women on the show who I think can encourage you, but more than that, who can educate you uh, from a biblical perspective about things that are happening in the culture today. And uh, I am so excited today because my friend, Pastor Phil Hopper, who is the pastor at Abundant Life Church, in Lee's Summit, Missouri, is here with me today to answer the question that you guys have been asking. Are there prophetic implications of the, the agreement that was just brokered by our President Donald Trump between Israel and the UAE? This is gonna be an awesome conversation. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in today, you guys. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know a couple of big changes have happened. Uh, we Sadly, we have been forced to postpone uh, Faith That Speaks in Indiana. I was really looking forward to that. That was coming up on the 11th and 12th, but we're going to go ahead and reschedule it for the spring. And so I know you guys are going to be uh, disappointed by that. I am also disappointed, but we believe that at this time in this season, this is probably the best move to make. So you guys are going to get more information. For those of you who will- Already purchased your tickets. Uh, that event is going to be postponed. So we're not canceling it. We're just moving it like we've been doing most of my speaking season. So you're going to see more information come about that in your email. But we want to thank you guys for praying with us through this and for hanging in there. Uh, the Lord is still at work and this has been a frustrating season for me as a speaker, but I'm also learning. That it's time for me to be really leaning in. What does God want me to do? Where am I supposed to go? And the Bible teaches us that God, oh you know, we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. And I think a lot of us are feeling that right now. So uh stay tuned for more information about when that is going to be rescheduled, but we are going to reschedule. So I just wanted to let you guys know about that. Also, classes are filling up at the Friendly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. We are at capacity. And if you're interested in what we're doing here in Vancouver, Washington, if you live anywhere in the Portland, uh, Vancouver metropolitan area. You're going to want to check it out and you can find more information at FPHRC. All right, you guys, without any more uh, interruptions or announcements, I am so excited today because uh, my friend, Pastor Phil Hopper, is back on the show with me today. I was introduced to Phil a couple of years ago, introduced to his teaching ministry and began to watch him online and was so encouraged to see someone boldly proclaiming the truth of God. And uh, he's been given charge over a very large church just outside of Kansas City. And over the last couple of years, I have been privileged to become friends with he and his wife Krista they're wonderful people and when I started reading about this deal that President Trump has been brokering between Israel and the UAE I knew I was going to start getting questions from you guys and I did and Phil came to mind immediately because he has been teaching on the book of Revelation and I thought man I wonder if he'd be willing to come and talk to you guys and he is and so you guys are going to be so excited hey my friend Phil welcome back to the podcast
1: Heidi, I love hanging out with you. I'm so excited to get to talk about this today. It is exciting, exciting times, and I want to thank you for being a watchman on the wall. I preached out of Ezekiel this past weekend. Ezekiel chapter 3 talked about the watchmen that were to sound the trumpet of warning when they saw the enemy or danger coming. Heidi, you are a modern-day watchwoman, and you are sounding the trumpet for many and the good news of the gospel. So thank you for being that voice that we need today.
0: Thank you so much. Well, you're encouraging me. I think, you know, you and I, last time we were together, we were talking a little bit about uh, Billy Graham saying that when one man takes a stand, the spines of others are often stiffened. And I think uh, that is what you're doing is encouraging. I know you guys are getting ready to study uh, what it means to be an evangelist, right? And yeah. uh, sharing the gospel. And so excited because you are uh, making disciples over there, helping people really become engaged uh, in the culture around them because God's word is relevant and it's so Amen. exciting. I'm just so excited. So let's jump into this because uh, this is, Kind of amazing stuff, right? Last Thursday, uh Donald Trump issued a statement, of course, on Twitter, as as all good presidents do. Uh he posted a joint statement of the United States, the state of Israel, and the United Arab Emirates. And of course, you know, he said this is huge in, you know, totally in Donald Trump language. And and he's kind of right, right? And so I, I started immediately getting questions about this agreement. What does it mean for uh for prophecy, what are we seeing happening? And uh, he said I think I think it was August 14th when it came out and it said Israel and the UAE agree to full normalization of relations in a phone call with President Donald Trump on Thursday marking the first peace treaty between Israel and an Arab country in 25 years. Israel agreed to suspend its planned extension of the sovereignty sovereignty over parts of Judea and Samaria to facilitate relations with the UAE and potentially other Arab and Muslim countries. This is kind of a big deal and so I'm going to go ahead and just turn the microphone over to you because I know you've got something to say about this, and I know this is going to be of incredible interest to, uh, to listeners. So what are you thinking?
1: Well, it's very exciting, and honestly, it may be a bigger deal than even President Trump understands or is aware of. You know what? Historically, God has used Gentile rulers, kings, and others to fulfill prophecy unwittingly, even on their part. And so, uh, you know, I don't know for sure whether or not President Trump is a Christian or not. I know he has Christians in his inner circle. Uh, but either way, this could prove to be a bigger deal than even he knows. Hmm. Uh, and only time will tell. The the short answer is, yeah, I think this treaty could be very, very much uh, a part of the treaty that we see in Daniel 9.27. And I'll explain why here in just a moment. I like to say uh, prophecy is best understood once it's fulfilled. Until it's fulfilled, you can't fully say for sure how it's going to happen. But I think we can say with certainty this is a possibility uh, that it will have something to do with the Daniel 927 Peace Treaty that actually starts the seven-year tribulation or the seven-year countdown toward Armageddon. Mm. So, Heidi, with your permission, I would like to do a little Bible study today of Daniel chapter nine, verses twenty-four through 27 that's going to take a few minutes to really do it well is that okay
0: let's do it i'm excited i'm taking notes man go go i got my pencil
1: so i have done revelation i did that daniel years and years ago i'm going to come back and do it again because daniel is the companion book to revelation and uh, actually in that revelation series i did a whole sermon on this text because i've called this text the greatest prophecy maybe in the bible uh, of all the prophecies, this is, may not be, be the greatest, but it's one of the greatest, most significant because it prophesies to the day, the first coming of Jesus Christ. And then it prophesies the Antichrist and his coming. And so it says in Daniel chapter nine, verse 24, 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city. So people, the people is the Jews, Daniel's people, the Hebrews, the holy city, of course, being Jerusalem. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city. And so the first thing to understand this prophecy is understand, Heidi, that these are weeks of years. The Hebrew word here for weeks is the Hebrew word heptad. And heptad is simply a unit of seven, kind of like our English word dozen. Uh, Dozen doesn't tell you a dozen what? A dozen eggs, a dozen donuts. Heptad is a similar type of uh, word it's just a, a unit of seven but the context tells you seven what in this case we're talking about weeks of years and so you're looking at 70 times seven or 490 years as it relates to this prophecy 70 weeks or 490 years are determined for your people speaking to daniel meaning the jews and for your holy city to finish the transgression To make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring an everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. He says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks, or sixty-nine weeks, or four hundred and eighty-three years. The street shall be built again, and the wall even in troublesome times. Now, that sounds like a really complicated riddle. It's really not. Uh, It gives us the beginning reference uh, for this prophecy to begin. It says, from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem. We know when that was, a very well-documented date, both biblically and extra-biblically. A lot of your listeners are familiar with the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah goes back during the Persian Empire under the Persian King Artaxerxes and rebuilds the walls. Well, Artaxerxes gives that command on March the fourteenth, four forty five B.C. And so Daniel is writing here years before that. He's prophesying a hundred years before Artaxerxes would even be born, Mm. and he says, "Listen." When you hear this command, restore and build Jerusalem, it's going to be 62 weeks and seven weeks or 69 weeks for a total of 483 years. From that date, that command is given. uh, It says until Messiah, the prince. So 483 years from that date, where Artaxerxes gives the command, the decree, where Nehemiah is then allowed to go back and rebuild the walls of the city. March the 14th, 445 B.C., counting forward 483 years. and Here's what is absolutely amazing. Well, I call this perhaps the greatest prophecy in the entire Bible. Sir Robert Anderson was a mathematician and a believer, and he wrote about this and documented this in his book entitled The Coming Prince. Your listeners would enjoy reading this book. So using a lunar calendar of the Jews, where we use a solar calendar of 365 days in a year, Jews used a lunar calendar of 360 days in a year. Taking this date, March the 14th, 445 BC, counting forward exactly 483 lunar years, which is 173,880 days, you come specifically to April the 6th, 32 AD, Palm Sunday, where Jesus (laughs) entered Jerusalem under the shouts of Hosanna as the Messiah. And it happens exactly the way Daniel prophesied and when he prophesied. Isn't that amazing?
2: Wow. It
0: is. Well, it's mind-blowing. It's just absolutely mind-blowing. I got to ask you really quick, what translation, people are going to be asking me this, (laughs) what translation of the Bible are you reading from?
1: Yeah, so I use the New King James Version primarily.
0: All right, I'm following along, and it looks yeah. like I had an NIV open on my screen, and then I thought this sounds very New King James to me, and so I yeah. I picked it up and think, ooh, I think that's what it is. But now, I use New are-
1: King James. I like a word for word translation as mm-hmm. opposed to a thought for thought translation. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with an NIV,
2: mm-hmm. but it's more
1: mm-hmm. of a paraphrase than a word yeah. for word. Translation. So, it's so if you want to study,
0: different. if you're yeah. if you're looking to study and not just to read, uh-huh. uh, this is a good translation. Right. The, the New That's King exactly James. right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Because because they're, they're they're going to try to take the best English equivalent and pair it with that Greek or Hebrew word as opposed to communicating general thought. They're going to communicate in translation uh, the very best English word uh, as it relates to that Greek or Hebrew word.
0: Gotcha. It's okay, 30. good.
1: Yeah. But the biggest thing about this is to remember a couple of things. Here's the key to unlocking this prophecy. One, these are weeks of years. The word is heptad in the Hebrew. Two, God has a prophetic clock. His clock only ticks when the Jews are in the land in an obedience before him. Mm. So what happened is 2,000 years ago, this prophecy stopped. At 483 years, there's seven years left on this 490-year prophecy, or one week. Daniel's 70th week, and that week is the tribulation, the seven years of the tribulation. Now, why did this prophecy stop? Why did God's prophetic clock stop ticking? Because they crucified their Messiah. Mm. And at the 69th week, when it was fulfilled, Messiah entered entered the city, yet they crucified him. So consequently, God called a timeout on this prophecy, and there's 2,000 years in between the 69th week and the 70th week, or the 483rd year, until the last seven years begin counting down. Okay? So you ready to keep going?
0: I'm writing as fast as I can. Yeah, go. (laughs)
1: Okay. Verse 26. And after 62 weeks shall he be cut off. Messiah shall be cut off. But not for himself. Not hard to understand this. Uh, The Messiah is crucified, but not for himself. Incidentally, you have 62 weeks there because he's dealing here with the completion of the building of the city. See, March the 14th, 445 BC, gave the decree to go back and begin rebuilding the city. And so now he's saying, from that 60, after 62 weeks from that decree, Messiah will be cut off, but not for himself. So 434 years after the completion of the building of the city and the walls, the Messiah is crucified, but not for himself. And of course, that's second Corinthians 5.21. Mm-hmm. Uh, he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now look at what it says. Now we get to the Antichrist, the counterfeit prince. And if you're looking at a, a good word-for-word translation, uh, you notice the difference uh, between a capital P, Prince, and a lowercase p. Yes.
0: Yep, I noticed in, that. Yep.
1: Yeah. Verse 25, until Messiah, the Prince. There's we're a capital. talking about Christ himself, but now the context changes in verse 26. Little p, mm. for Prince, because now we're talking about the Antichrist. Now watch this. And the people of the Prince, who is to come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. So, the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Well, we know when the city and the sanctuary was destroyed. That was in 70 AD by the Romans. Uh, The Romans in 70 AD broke through the city walls and they burned the city, according to Josephus. They slaughtered a million Jews. The blood was running so thick through the streets of Jerusalem, according to Josephus, that it was putting out the fires. The Roman legions had started.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, this was the fulfillment of Jesus' prophecy in Matthew 24. Where he, he said the temple would be torn down and not one stone would be left on top of the other. The people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And so that is fulfilled in 70 AD. So what is Daniel doing here? He's associ- He's associating the prince who is to come, the Antichrist, with the people who destroy the city. And the sanctuary. So historically, prophecy scholars relate that to Rome, uh, that the Antichrist in some way will come out of Rome or be associated with Rome. Uh, But there's a caveat here it was the Roman 10th Legions that actually did the destruction of the city and the sanctuary. The 10th Legion were actually Assyrian conscripts. These were not European soldiers. These were not Roman soldiers. These were what we call today Arabs, mm-hmm. the Roman 10th Legion, which is why I'm personally convinced the Antichrist will be a European Arab. Mm. He will be the perfect person to marry East and West. So the plot uh, is
0: uh, thickening.
1: Uh, oh, it's thickening. It's amazing. Yeah. It's remarkable. Yeah. Uh, There are places in Europe that are 40% Arab, 40% Arab Muslim. And so it makes a lot of sense. Athens gets 50,000 Arab Muslims through it a month. Athens is the gateway to Europe for Arab Muslims coming out of the Middle East and immigrating. And so my hunch is he'll be a European Arab, perhaps a second or third generation, European, Arab. Uh, By the way, Daniel chapter 7 tells us that Alexander the Great and Antiochus Epiphanes, both of which were Grecian conquerors and Grecian kings, both of them are prophetic foreshadows of the Antichrist. So Greece is a country to watch as it pertains to a world leader emerging. Mm. Uh, And it makes sense then that Athens gets 50,000 Muslims a month through its city as they are immigrating into Europe Uh, because Alexander the Great came out of Greece. Antiochus Epiphanes was a Grecian king. Both of these men are prophetic forerunners or pictures of the Antichrist. So uh, we're starting to put a profile together of this Antichrist, this peacemaker. Now look at what it says now in verse 27. This is where we get to this peace treaty that Donald Trump just brokered. It says in verse 27, then he, the Antichrist, this, this prince that is to come, he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. There's Daniel's 70th week, the one week left of this prophecy that has to be fulfilled. Remember, the clock hasn't ticked on this prophecy for 2,000 years. 483 years were fulfilled when Jesus entered Jerusalem still seven years or one week that remains, and that's the tribulation. So when does the tribulation actually begin? It doesn't begin with the rapture like a lot of people have been taught. The rapture could come weeks or even months before the tribulation actually begins. The tribulation, the seven-year countdown toward Armageddon, begins with the signing of this peace treaty. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. Now, here's what's interesting about this word in the Hebrew that you see here, confirm. The implication of this word, confirm, is that he doesn't create a brand new treaty. He doesn't create a brand new document. He takes a treaty that's already in existence, takes a document that's already there, and he puts teeth in it. Uh, He puts handles on it. He brokers a peace treaty between Israel and her enemies. And so what we know is that this current peace treaty that has been brokered between Israel and the United Arab Emirates it's not the covenant of Daniel 9:27 but it could be the covenant or the peace treaty that is in existence that the antichrist will use to broker a no, a new peace treaty altogether that will last for seven years.
2: Wow! So I'll
1: stop right there. I got more to say, but I'll stop right there. Well, here. it's
0: it's making my <laughs> head explode a little bit because uh, uh, one of our listeners, Kathy, wrote in and she said, "Is it possible that the Antichrist is on the earth right now? Could he possibly be here already?" And and I'm listening to you going, "Yep." I mean really it sounds like that could very well be the case because if you're talking about a, a peace treaty that president Trump has brokered and as you're you're talking I'm looking at like some of the you know the pundits pe- what people are saying about this yeah. they're calling it historic they're calling it a diplomatic breakthrough uh that no other president in history has ever done anything like this for global peace mm-hmm. in the middle east and so it's kind of a big deal it's and a big so big deal When he said when Donald Trump said this is huge, he wasn't kidding.
1: Yeah, and like I said, he may he may not know just how huge it is. I mean, when Saddam Hussein was rebuilding ancient Babylon as a Muslim Arab, he had no idea he was fulfilling biblical prophecy. And that's how God has worked historically among Gentiles, fulfilling biblical prophecy. In this case, I don't know that Donald Trump has the theological understanding to understand really the implications possibly. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it is huge. Them. Oh yeah. God's using it. it it's huge. It is. Well,
0: this is amazing. So, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to stop you and then we're going to pick this up on Monday. Okay. Uh, let's do that. I, because I know people are going to be sitting on the edge of their seat going, what? But we're going to come back on Monday. Would you come back and uh, let's finish this discussion? Cause
2: it's going yeah, to get more exciting from lady. here. All you right.
0: Bet. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. I know this is exciting. I want you guys to really catch up with uh, Pastor Phil and what he's doing over at Abundant Life Church in Lee Summit, Missouri. I'm telling you what, if I lived over there, that's where I would be. Uh, you guys, he has done an awesome series on the book of Revelation, and you can find it online. Phil, where can they find that uh, if they want to learn more about the study of Revelation?
1: Yeah, they can find that on our church website, and that is livingproof.co. Go to the sermon page and you'll find Revelation. It's really easy to find. Or they can go to philhopper.org, and it's there as well.
0: All right. And I will link back to those things in the show notes today, as well as a book that you referenced uh, called The Coming Prince by Sir Robert Anderson. And so I will link back to that. And that sounds, that's amazing. I've already got it in my, I've already put it in my cart on Amazon. So uh, this is exciting. So you guys can find all those links in the show notes. Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast and then come back on Monday. And I'm going to finish this conversation with my friend, Pastor Phil Hopper. For more encouragement, visit me online at TheBusyMom.com. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for joining me today. This is Off the Bench, episode number 984. This is Friday, August 21st. This is Meet My Friend Friday, and you guys know I have a passion to bring men and women on the show who I think can encourage you, but more than that, who can educate you uh, from a biblical perspective about things that are happening in the culture today. And uh, I am so excited today because my friend, Pastor Phil Hopper, who is the pastor at Abundant Life Church, Church in Lee's Summit, Missouri, is here with me today to answer the question that you guys have been asking, are there prophetic implications of the, the agreement that was just brokered by our president, Donald Trump, between Israel and the UAE? This is gonna be an awesome conversation. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. thanks for tuning in today, you guys. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know a couple of big changes have happened. Uh, we Sadly, we have been forced to postpone uh, Faith That Speaks in Indiana. I was really looking forward to that. That was coming up on the 11th and 12th, but we're going to go ahead and reschedule it for the spring. And so I know you guys are going to be uh, disappointed by that. I am also disappointed, but we believe that at this time in this season, this is probably the best move to make. So you guys are going to get more information. For those of you who will- Already purchased your tickets, uh, that event is going to be postponed. So we're not canceling it. We're just moving it like we've been doing most of my speaking season. So you're going to see more information come about that in your email. But we want to thank you guys for praying with us through this and for hanging in there. Uh, The Lord is still at work, and this has been a frustrating season for me as a speaker, but I'm also learning that it's time for me to be really leaning in. What does God want me to do? Where am I supposed to go? And the Bible teaches us that God, oh you know, we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. And I think a lot of us are feeling that right now. So uh stay tuned for more information about when that is going to be rescheduled. But we are going to reschedule. So I just wanted to let you guys know about that. Also, classes are filling up at the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. We are at capacity. And if you're interested in what we're doing here in Vancouver, Washington, if you live anywhere in the Portland, uh, Vancouver metropolitan area, you're gonna wanna check it out. And you can find more information at FPHRC. All right, you guys, without any more uh, interruptions or announcements, I am so excited today because uh, my friend, Pastor Phil Hopper, is back on the show with me today. I was introduced to Phil a couple of years ago, introduced to his teaching ministry and began to watch him online and was so encouraged to see someone boldly proclaiming the truth of God. And uh, he's been given charge over a very large church just outside of Kansas City. And over the last couple of years, I have been privileged to become friends with he and his wife, Krista, they're wonderful people. And when I started reading about this deal that President Trump has been brokering between Israel and the UAE, I knew I was gonna start getting questions from you guys and I did and Phil came to mind immediately because he has been teaching on the book of Revelation and I thought, man, I wonder if he'd be willing to come and talk to you guys and he is and so you guys are gonna be so excited. Hey, my friend, Phil, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Heidi, I love hanging out with you. I'm so excited to get to talk about this today. It is exciting, exciting times. And I want to thank you for being a watchman on the wall. I preached out of Ezekiel this past weekend. Ezekiel chapter 3 talked about the watchmen that were to sound the trumpet of warning when they saw the enemy or danger coming. Heidi, you are a modern-day watchwoman, and you are sounding the trumpet for many and the good news of the gospel. So thank you for being that voice that we need today.
0: Thank you so much. Well, you're encouraging me. I think, you know, you and I, last time we were together, we were talking a little bit about uh, Billy Graham saying that when one man takes a stand, the spines of others are often stiffened. And I think uh, that is what you're doing is encouraging. I know you guys are getting ready to study uh, what it means to be an evangelist, right? And yeah. uh, sharing the gospel. And so excited because you are uh, making disciples over there, helping people really become engaged uh, in the culture around them because God's word is relevant and it's so Amen. exciting. I'm just so excited. So let's jump into this because uh, this is, Kind of amazing stuff, right? Last Thursday, uh, Donald Trump issued a statement, of course, on Twitter, as as all good presidents do. Uh, he posted a joint statement of the United States, the state of Israel, and the United Arab Emirates. And of course, you know, he said this is huge, and, you know, totally in Donald Trump language. And, and he's kind of right, right? And so I, I started immediately getting questions about this agreement. What does it mean for uh, for prophecy what are we seeing happening and uh, he said I think I think it was August 14th when it came out and it said Israel and the UAE agree to full normalization of relations in a phone call with President Donald Trump on Thursday marking the, the first peace treaty between Israel and an Arab country in 25 years. Israel yeah. agreed to suspend its planned extension of the sovereignty, of sovereignty over parts of Judea and Samaria to facilitate relations with the UAE and potentially other Arab and Muslim countries. This is kind of a big deal and so I'm going to go ahead and just turn the microphone over to you because I know you've got something to say about this, and I know this is going to be of incredible interest to to listeners. So what are you thinking?
1: Well, it's very exciting, and honestly, it may be a bigger deal than even President Trump understands or is aware of. You know what? Historically, God has used Gentile rulers, kings, and others to fulfill prophecy unwittingly, even on their part. And so, uh, you know, I don't know for sure whether or not President Trump is a Christian or not. I know he has Christians in his inner circle. Uh, but either way, this could prove to be a bigger deal than even he knows. Hmm. Uh, and only time will tell. The The short answer is, yeah, I think this treaty could be very, very much uh, a part of the treaty that we see in Daniel 9.27. And I'll explain why here in just a moment. I like to say uh, prophecy is best understood once it's fulfilled until it's fulfilled you can't fully say for sure how it's going to happen but i think we can say with certainty this is a possibility uh that it will have something to do with the daniel 927 peace treaty that actually starts the seven year tribulation or the seven year countdown toward armageddon mm. so heidi with your permission i would like to do a little bible study today of daniel chapter 9 verses 24 through 27 that's going to take a few minutes to really do it well is that okay
0: let's do it i'm excited i'm taking okay. notes man I go go I'm yeah. got, i got my pencil
1: so i have done revelation i did that daniel years and years ago i'm going to come back and do it again because daniel is the companion book to revelation and uh, actually in that revelation series i did a whole sermon on this text because i've called this text the greatest prophecy maybe in the bible uh, of all the prophecies, this is, may not be, be the greatest, but it's one of the greatest, most significant, because it prophesies to the day the first coming of Jesus Christ. And then it prophesies the Antichrist and his coming. And so it says in Daniel chapter 9, verse 24, 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city. So people, the people is the Jews, Daniel's people, the Hebrews, the holy city, of course, being Jerusalem. 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city. And so the first thing to understand this prophecy is understand, Heidi, that these are weeks of years. The Hebrew word here for weeks is the Hebrew word heptad. And heptad is simply a unit of seven, kind of like our English word dozen. Uh, Dozen doesn't tell you a dozen what? A dozen eggs, a dozen donuts. Heptad is a similar type of uh, word. It's just a, a unit of seven, but the context tells you seven what? In this case, we're talking about weeks of years. And so you're looking at 70 times seven or 490 years as it relates to this prophecy. 70 weeks or 490 years are determined for your people, speaking to Daniel, meaning the Jews, and for your holy city to finish the transgression to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring an everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. It says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks, or sixty-nine weeks, or 483 years. The street shall be built again, and the wall even in troublesome times. Now, that sounds like a really complicated riddle. It's really not. Uh, It gives us the beginning reference uh, for this prophecy to begin. It says, from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem. We know when that was, a very well-documented date, both biblically and extra-biblically. A lot of your listeners are familiar with the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah goes back during the Persian Empire under the Persian King Artaxerxes and rebuilds the walls. Well, Artaxerxes gives that command on March the fourteenth, four forty five B.C. And so Daniel is writing here years before that. He's prophesying a hundred years before Artaxerxes would even be born,
2: Mm.
1: and he says, "Listen." When you hear this command, restore and build Jerusalem, it's going to be 62 weeks and seven weeks or 69 weeks for a total of 483 years. From that date, that command is given. uh, It says until Messiah, the prince. So 483 years from that date, where Artaxerxes gives the command, the decree, where Nehemiah is then allowed to go back and rebuild the walls of the city. March the 14th, 445 B.C., counting forward 483 years. Here's what is absolutely amazing. Why well, I call this perhaps the greatest prophecy in the entire Bible. Sir Robert Anderson was a mathematician and a believer, and he wrote about this and documented this in his book entitled The Coming Prince. Your listeners would enjoy reading this book. So using a lunar calendar of the Jews, where we use a solar calendar of 365 days in a year, Jews used a lunar calendar of 360 days in a year. Taking this date, March the 14th, 445 B.C., counting forward exactly 483 lunar years, which is 173,880 days, you come specifically to April the 6th, 32 AD, Palm Sunday, where Jesus (laughs) entered Jerusalem under the shouts of Hosanna as the Messiah. And it happens exactly the way Daniel prophesied and when he prophesied. Isn't that amazing?
2: Wow.
0: It is. Well, it's mind-blowing. It's just absolutely mind-blowing. I got to ask you really quick, what translation, people are going to be asking me this, (laughs) what translation of the Bible are you reading from?
1: Yeah, so I use the New King James Version primarily.
0: All right, I'm following along, and it looks yeah. like I had an NIV open on my screen, and then I thought this sounds very New King James to me, and so I yeah. I picked it up. I think, ooh, I think that's what it is. But now, I use New are-
1: King James. I like a word for word translation as mm-hmm. opposed to a thought for thought translation. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with an NIV,
2: mm-hmm. but it's
1: more yeah. of a paraphrase than a word yeah. for word. Translation. So, it's so going if you want to study,
0: if you're yeah. if you're looking to study and not just to read, uh-huh. uh, this is a good translation. Right. The, the New That's King exactly James, right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Because because they're, they're they're going to try to take the best English equivalent and pair it with that Greek or Hebrew word, as opposed to communicating general thought. They're going to communicate in translation uh, the very best English word uh, as it relates to that Greek or Hebrew word.
0: Gotcha. Okay, 30. good.
1: Yeah. But the biggest thing about this is to remember a couple of things. Here's the key to unlocking this prophecy. One, these are weeks of years. The word is heptad in the Hebrew. Two, God has a prophetic clock. His clock only ticks when the Jews are in the land in an obedience before him. Mm. So what happened is 2,000 years ago, this prophecy stopped. At 483 years, there's seven years left on this 490-year prophecy, or one week. Daniel's 70th week, and that week is the tribulation, the seven years of the tribulation. Now, why did this prophecy stop? Why did God's prophetic clock stop ticking? Because they crucified their Messiah. Mm. And at the 69th week, when it was fulfilled, Messiah entered entered the city. Yet they crucified him. So consequently, God called a timeout on this prophecy, and there's 2,000 years in between the 69th week and the 70th week, or the 483rd year, until the last seven years begin counting down. Okay? So you ready to keep going?
0: I, I'm writing as fast as I can. Yeah, go.
1: <laughs> okay. Verse 26. And after 62 weeks shall he be cut off. Messiah shall be cut off but not for himself. Not hard to understand this. Uh, The Messiah is crucified, but not for himself. Incidentally, you have 62 weeks there because he's dealing here with the completion of the building of the city. See, March the 14th, 445 BC gave the decree to go back and begin rebuilding the city. And so now he's saying from that 60, after 62 weeks from that decree, Messiah, will be cut off, but not for himself. So 434 years after the completion of the building of the city and the walls, the Messiah is crucified, but not for himself. And of course, that's second Corinthians
2: 5.21.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now look at what it says. Now we get to the Antichrist, the counterfeit prince. And if you're looking at a, a good word-for-word translation, uh, you notice the difference uh, between a capital P, Prince, and a lowercase p. Yes.
0: Yep, I noticed
1: that. In, yep. Yeah. Verse 25, until Messiah, the Prince. There's we're a capital. talking about Christ himself, but now the context changes in verse 26. Little p, mm. for Prince, because now we're talking about the Antichrist. Now watch this. And the people of the Prince, who is to come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. So the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Well, we know when the city and the sanctuary was destroyed, that was in 70 AD by the Romans. Uh the Romans in 70 AD broke through the city walls and they burned the city. According to Josephus, they slaughtered a million Jews. The blood was running so thick through the streets of Jerusalem, according to Josephus, that it was putting out the fires the Roman legions had started. Mm. Uh, This was the fulfillment of Jesus' prophecy in Matthew 24, where he he said the temple would be torn down and not one stone would be left on top of the other. The people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And so that is fulfilled in 70 AD. So what is Daniel doing here? He's He's associating the prince who is to come, the Antichrist, with the people who destroy the city And the sanctuary. So historically, prophecy scholars relate that to Rome uh, that the Antichrist in some way will come out of Rome or be associated with Rome. Uh, But there's a caveat here. It was the Roman tenth legions that actually did the destruction of the city and the sanctuary. The tenth legion were actually Assyrian conscripts. These were not European soldiers. These were not Roman soldiers. These were what we call today Arabs, mm-hmm. the Roman 10th Legion, which is why I'm personally convinced the Antichrist will be a European Arab. Mm. He will be the perfect person to marry East and West. So the plot uh, is
0: uh, thickening.
1: Uh, oh, it's thickening. It's amazing. Yeah. It's remarkable. Yeah. Uh, There are places in Europe that are 40% Arab, 40% Arab Muslim. And so it makes a lot of sense. Athens gets 50,000 Arab Muslims through it a month. Athens is the gateway to Europe for Arab Muslims coming out of the Middle East and immigrating. And so my hunch is he'll be a European Arab, perhaps a second or third generation. European Arab. Uh, By the way, Daniel chapter 7 tells us that Alexander the Great and Antiochus Epiphanes, both of which were Grecian conquerors and Grecian kings, both of them are prophetic foreshadows of the Antichrist. So Greece is a country to watch as it pertains to a world leader emerging.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, And it makes sense then that Athens gets 50,000 Muslims a month through his city as they are immigrating into Europe. Uh because Alexander the Great came out of Greece, Antiochus Epiphanes was a Grecian king. Both of these men are prophetic forerunners or pictures of the Antichrist. So uh, we're starting to put a profile together of this Antichrist, this peacemaker. Now look at what it says now in verse 27. This is where we get to this peace treaty that Donald Trump just brokered. It says in verse 27, then he, the Antichrist, this, this prince that is to come, he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. There's Daniel's 70th week, the one week left of this prophecy that has to be fulfilled. Remember, the clock hasn't ticked on this prophecy for 2,000 years. 483 years were fulfilled when Jesus entered Jerusalem still seven years or one week that remains, and that's the tribulation. So when does the tribulation actually begin? It doesn't begin with the rapture like a lot of people have been taught. The rapture could come weeks or even months before the tribulation actually begins. The tribulation, the seven-year countdown toward Armageddon, begins with the signing of this peace treaty. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. Now, here's what's interesting about this word in the Hebrew that you see here, confirm. The implication of this word, confirm, is that he doesn't create a brand new treaty. He doesn't create a brand new document. He takes a treaty that's already in existence, takes a document that's already there, and he puts teeth in it. Uh, He puts handles on it. He brokers a peace treaty between Israel. And her enemies, and so what we know is that this current peace treaty that has been brokered between Israel and the United Arab Emirates it's not the covenant of daniel nine twenty seven but it could be the covenant or the peace treaty that is in existence that the Antichrist will use to broker a, no, a new peace treaty altogether that will last for seven years. Wow. So I'll stop right there. I got more to say, but I'll stop right there. for Well, you.
0: it's it's making my <laughs> head explode a little bit because uh, uh, one of our listeners, Kathy, wrote in and she said, is it possible that the Antichrist is on the earth right now? Could he possibly be here already? And, and I'm listening to you going, yep. I mean, really, it sounds like that could very well be the case. Cause if you're talking about a, a peace treaty that President Trump has brokered, and as you're, you're talking, I'm looking at like some of the, you know, the pundits, pe- what people are saying about this. Yeah. They're calling it historic. They're calling it a diplomatic breakthrough, uh, that no other president in history has ever done anything like this for global peace mm-hmm. in the Middle East. And so it's kind of a big deal. It's
1: and a so. Big deal. Okay. When he
0: said, "When Donald Trump said, "This is huge, he wasn't kidding,
1: yeah, and like I said, he may he may not know just how huge it is. I mean, when yeah. Saddam Hussein was rebuilding ancient Babylon as a Muslim Arab, he had no idea he was fulfilling biblical prophecy, and that's how God has worked historically among Gentiles fulfilling biblical prophecy in this case. I don't know that Donald Trump has the theological understanding to understand really the implications possibly. Right. Yeah. Uh, but God's it is huge. Him. Oh yeah. God's using it. it it's huge. It is. Cool.
0: This is amazing. So, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to stop you and then we're going to pick this up on Monday. Okay. Uh, let's do that. I, because I know people are going to be sitting on the edge of their seat going, what? But we're going to come back on Monday. Would you come back and uh, let's finish this discussion? Cause it's going yeah, to get more exciting from Heidi. here. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. I know this is exciting. I want you guys to really catch up with uh, Pastor Phil and what he's doing over at Abundant Life Church in Lee Summit, Missouri. I'm telling you what, if I lived over there, that's where I would be. Uh, You guys, he has done an awesome series on the book of Revelation, and you can find it online. Phil, where can they find that uh, if they want to learn more about the study of Revelation?
1: Yeah, they can find that on our church website, and that is livingproof.co. Go to the sermon page. And you'll find Revelation. It's really easy to find. Or they can go to philhopper.org and it's there as well.
0: All right. And I will link back to those things in the show notes today, as well as a book that you referenced uh, called The Coming Prince by Sir Robert Anderson. And so I will link back to that. And that sounds, that's amazing. I've already got it in my, I've already put it in my cart on Amazon. So uh, this is exciting. So you guys can find all those links in the show notes. Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast and then come back on Monday and I'm gonna finish this conversation with my friend, Pastor Phil Hopper. For more encouragement, visit me online at TheBusyMom.com.